Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today is NC State, uh, I guess, rising sophomore, Ross Dan. Ross, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Let's get right into it. You are a distance phenom. Uh, you do you do pretty crazy distance swimming. Uh, I mean, ever since you were in age group swimming, did, were you always a distance swimmer? When I was younger, I was a hundred backstroker. So kind of before I developed into a, a distance swimmer, my my first JO cut, my first JO medal was the hundred back, and I was like twelve or something like that. <laughs> um, so I mean, I kind of get to get to do the backstroke now with the two back, but. Before I moved up into the senior group with Coach John, Coach Jolly, I was a backstroker. Okay. Did you, uh, did, who, how did the transition to distance swimming start? So our club team's uh, very, very good with distance swimmers. We produce a lot of um, more aerobic athletes compared to power athletes. And so just kind of as I grew up swimming, um, I just, as the team progressed through the, like the ranks of the team, as I moved into the senior group, as kind of the training switch more from like sprint based stuff to more distance aerobic swimming so it just kind of worked naturally that way yeah what do you remember was there like a was that kind of a shock to your system did you fall in line pretty well with that was there a practice when you realized oh hey i could i could be pretty good at this not really but i do remember my first mile um i was i don't remember how young i was but i told my coach i said i'm gonna hold 107s um, I was, it was like first like YMCA, like state me, I think it was. And he said, Oh, you're not going to do that. And, he, and then I went out and did it. And I think that was like the real, like awakening for both of us. Like, Oh, I'm going to be a miler and <laughs> been a miler ever since. I'm a, that thing. So I, I, I think I had heard your name before this, but, um, as we talked about, I really first, uh, you know, saw you when, when we, published a video of you swimming a mile backstroke uh yeah. how how tell tell me tell me that story so it was like the gcy like winner invite or something like that um and coach bernardino um i told him i was gonna it's kind of like an off me just no no tech suits kind of in the speed of just the race and i told him um it was, i had a twist between a mile or four i am because i was like the only event option for that night and he said do the mile backstroke um, so it was his idea, and he said I had to hold five dolphin kicks off each wall. So that was kind of my goal, and I just kind of went out and did it. Um, and I, yeah, I did. I think I did it pretty well. So it was that was a fun time. That. I think I don't know how many other people would say that that doing a mile backstroke was fun, but that's awesome. What do you remember your final time? It was it was pretty impressive. I think it was like. Six, I was sub 16. I was like 1627, I think. So it was yeah. sub minutes. Yeah, that's 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 pretty stout. <laughs> um, so at that time, were you were you still in high school? Yeah, I think I don't know if I was a junior, I think it was my junior year. Yeah, because it was after, yeah, it was my in my senior year, it was the winter of my senior year of high okay. school. And had you already committed to NC State then? Yeah. Okay. What, uh, when you were, you know, 
NC State, obviously, great program. Bernardino had had been – was that Bernardino's first year there when yes, you was, committed? Yeah. Uh, no, I committed under Gary Taylor. Um, okay. And then that, I went through my, my junior year, I think, and did that summer with Gary. And then he got the head coaching position at Auburn. Then Dino came in a month afterwards. So – and then, I, yeah, I've always been coached by him. But yeah, I committed under Gary. Okay. Was it, was that, you know, obviously a, a coaching shakeup like that, you know, maybe, maybe it gets you thinking, oh, do I still really want to go here? What, I mean, or maybe you didn't think that at all. Uh, when that coaching change happened, yeah, what, what went through your head? It was kind of, it was tough. Um, but I mean, I, we, I'm still in NC State and it's the, and it was the right decision to stay there. Um, but yeah, it's tough, especially like right now with the whole Bobby situation. Um, like the, the younger recruits, they're all, it all kind of just like, oh, wow. Um, so during that time, I kind of felt like I had an inside perspective on these kids because I went through the exact same thing. I was a junior in high school. I was excited to swim under a coach, and then all of a sudden he gets an awesome position somewhere else. Um, and so I didn't really have any doubts about NCC. I mean, I did a little bit, but I'm just um, being honest. I did a little bit, but then once I saw that Bernardino was coming in, it's just I, I was ready to go. Yeah. What – what how, what was your first interaction with uh, Bernardino like? Probably a phone call where he I probably I don't really remember it was def- it was a phone call and he like yelled or something and I knew it'd <laughs> be awesome. Um, I don't really remember our first interaction, but I I remember being really good. I think you just got like really energetic. Um, I didn't really expect because you're older. Um, it was really awesome to see that. But I remember to my first practice. Um, it was really funny just because he, like, it was so different from when um, coaching with John or swimming under John because he was, like, running around pool deck yelling and getting all up in our faces and stuff. And it was really, really cool to see that as my first, like, time being swimming under him. Mark Bernardino is a, is a I, I would say he's a very surprising man. Uh, yeah, it's awesome to swim under him. Yeah, I mean, the first time I met him, you know, he's from his time at UVA and then when he did with the distance group at South Carolina and then at NC state, it's like, you know, he's like, he's an intimidating legend. Uh, yeah. and then you meet him and he's like, what, five, six or something. And yeah, little teddy bear, but he'll, 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 he'll kick your ass. Oh, excuse my language, but oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, I'm, I'm five, eight, so I'm not tall, but it's like, but he's, you know, you see him and it's this little old man and you're like, oh, and he looks kind of gruff. And then he talks to you and he's like, hey, how's it going? You know, super nice, very kind of like, wow, he's really nice. And then you see him coach and he's just yelling and screaming. It's, yeah, very surprising, but that's that's awesome. One of the things he does, he does push-ups during our, our practices. <laughs> so you'll we'll be doing something, you'll see him on top of the pool deck just repping out sets of 20 push-ups, like every time you take a breath or every time you're on the wall. It's, it's really impressive. Wow, that is and he's like in his seventies, I think, right? I think so. Or no, maybe sixties. He's, he's late sixties. Okay. okay, that that's impressive. I I feel good about myself at, tw- at all of twenty eight if I'm doing repping out sets of twenty push ups. Yeah, he's he's an animal, but it's awesome. He's awesome. What? Okay, so so give me give me some classic Dino sets that you've done in in your one year at NC State. First thing that comes to mind, it was it was Rocktober, um, or Rocktember, either one. Um, <laughs> then normally there'll be like the Rocktober, which will be October training. But I remember the first day of September, he had Rocktember, 
and, and then rock December for December. Um, I don't remember if it was September or October, but we had eight 800s. It was two rounds of eight 800s. Um, and it was the first, it was like, what was it? Like 800 straight and then like four 250s and two 400s and 800 straight again. Two rounds. The Both 800s were fast. And then the 250s were broken up. So they, the, 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 they descended into a fast. So it started off with like a 50 fast and then it progressively got into like a 250 fast. And then there were eight 100s on like one double O. Excuse me, instead of the two 400s, there was eight 100s on one double O straight into an 800 for time. Two rounds of that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I think that's probably the hardest set I've ever slam on. Um, I remember also there was, we did a set. He wasn't there for this. I think he had something to do in the office, but it was a 3,000 for time. And it was, um, it was what he said. He said, go fast. And so we finished the 3,000 for time and we had like 100 easy. And it was two 500 kicks and it was a go even faster. Um, <laughs> other like just classic, a lot of yardage. Um, it's just a lot of like things that you would think that are ridiculous that we do, but. It's that's what he does. <laughs> so how how did you fare on this eight eight hundreds set? I remember Akram Akram Mahmoud um, was training with us at this point, and I was beating him on the first round. I was doing really well in the first round, and then we switched to our upstairs pool. Um, okay. Um, so I remember on the that, that's the slanted pool, right? Slanted pool, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so. I did really well on the first the first round of the set, and we walked upstairs. And the first eight hundred, I I remember like almost drowning. And then we got we had like a fifty easy, and then I kind of like recouped myself in the two fifties. And then we had the eight one hundreds on a minute, which I made. And we had the final eight hundred, and I had finally gotten like used to the temperature change. And then I swam pretty well on that one. <laughs> I mean, we were, it was it was a crazy workout because I mean we were all Eric, Curtis, Akram, and I we were all pretty much together the whole set. Mm-hmm. especially the last 800 go because we were all just exhausted uh, but it was, it's those the sets that are fun is when everyone's just so broken down and tired um and you know everyone's in that position but you're still just racing and seeing who can who can get the get the wall first yeah what tell me a little bit about that training group because yeah you've got eric you've got curtis i don't, I don't know how long akram was there but I mean, that's that's a that's pretty stout distance yeah. training our distance group is, I think, unmatched. Um, like in terms of depth, isn't especially coming in this next year. And we had when we add James and then Aslak the next year, but it's it's a battle. Um, every day you'd come into practice and you wouldn't know who would show up. So sometimes Danny Erlenmeyer, the senior, and who kind of sometimes would stay back, would just blow it out of the water on a pole set. And then sometimes Curtis, when we were doing hundreds long course, would just beat Eric and I. And it really just depends on the day. I mean, you have to bring your A game. You'd had to bring your A game pretty much every day if you wanted to wanted to win, and which was really refreshing. So I really hadn't had that like training aspect in club. So to show up every day and fight was a really cool experience, and it's only going to get better too. Yeah. Uh, what What was the transition for you um, from you know racing in, in a club meet to racing in like a college dual meet? The energy. So kind of club meets are kind of more low key. No one really, I mean, especially like for early season club, everyone kind of has the mindset, Oh, I can not really slack off, but it's just a club meet, you know, it's low key. But I, at the first, at my first dual meet, I mean, it was against South Carolina. And I remember we walked up cause you have the lower pool and you walk up the stairs onto the upper pool to warm up and the stadium, the seats were full. 
I know you've been in NC State. You know how it cramped and crowded on the upper court, and it was so loud. And just the energy that they crowded, I was, I think it's one of the most nervous I've, the most nervous I've been. I've never like swam under that in that environment before. So I think the environment change was the biggest thing. Yeah. That I mean, it, for those of you who haven't been to NC State's facilities, it's it's certainly one of a kind. They've got a downstairs, they've they've got two pools pretty much right next to each other. The the downstairs one, which is only like what five stairs or so, yeah, it's it, like five uh, stairs. Is you know twenty five yards by fifty meters, mm-hmm. and then you go upstairs and you've got I a 25 yard pool. That's also the dive. Well, I think it's eight lanes. There you eight, usually have eight lanes. You can have, you can have 10, but one of them gets really small. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so you have like eight 25 yard lanes and then the dive. Well, and, and it's slanted. So, so like the best lanes to swim in are like the outside. Oh, the audio's cut out. oh sorry. Oh, there you sorry. Now. Yeah. The, the, which which there's like a side that's better to swim on like lane four isn't the best lane right lane eight lane eight's the best lane it's just the deepest okay <laughs> four feet maybe and then lane eight's like 10 feet so yeah uh so so it's a certainly one of a kind facility have you did you ever swim in lane one i swam in lane one once for a workout never in a meet uh okay. i the workout was, I remember this, there was a Saturday practice um, in white group, the distance group, we, we normally finish last mm-hmm. from our training, our training group longer. We had finished a little earlier than the red group. And so we, the way we do our training groups is there are two groups in the bottom pool and then one group in the top pool and we just kind of rotate out just depending on the week. And white group had finished or our group had finished and where we put our bags, we have to walk up the stairs onto the upstairs pool, walk like around the pool and go down the stairs again. And there's like a bunch of like hooks on the wall where we hang our bags. And so when you walk by, you walk by the, like the, the turn end of the pool on that little ledge right where the stands are. Mm-hmm. And so Braden, um, I'm walking with my bag and Braden yells, Ross, jump in the pool. We got three 100s fast. So I had already worn down and like I was done for the, I thought I was done for the week. And then Braden yells at me. He said, Hey, come on. So I had put my bag down and I jump in and it was, Three one hundreds like freestyle all out. And I was right next to Coleman and Noah Hensley in lane one, so I had a had a fun time with that. Wait, well, hold on. It was just you three. It was the entire red group, but I was Coleman and Noah were in lanes two and three. Okay. So wow. I was in So yeah. What did you go? I think I was forty nine on all of them. That's pretty good. I think, yeah, I think so. I think it was more just Braden yelling at me that got me going. <laughs> was, so the whole red group did this, did, was everyone else just standing, watching, and cheering? Pretty much. So like, yeah, it's the white, I, I'm normally one of the first people to like walk up because I normally hurry out of the pool because I'm cold. Um, so <laughs> all, the other, the, all the other white groupers were standing on like the lip yelling at me to go while they're, or laughing at me while I was suffering. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what supportive teammates uh, do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, has <clears throat> I mean that sounds like a, a very memorable training moment. Is is there is there something that tops that for you? Oh oh. Uh, one second. Okay. 
Okay, I think we're good. I have a, I have another Zoom call, and I think they got on early. Okay. Anyway, um, all right, we'll cut that part out. So, is right. again, sounds like a pretty memorable practice moment. Do you? Has there been any other moment that tops that for you in training? There is. So during Christmas training, we have a set that's called Killing Hogs. Um, they're very, they post a lot about it on social media. I don't know if you've probably seen it. And they've been doing this set since like the 80s or something. Braden did it back when he swam. Oh, wow. So the set is, it's a set where it goes X amount of 300s, X amount of 250s, X amount of 200s, X amount of 150s, X amount of 100s, X amount of 50s, and X amount of 25s. And the way you progress through the, like you descend the yardage is, if people go fast enough and when the coaches feel like it. <laughs> okay. And so the day before, um, somebody normally puts on a jacket suit, so the, the full body suit, and swims a 200 stroke. And if they go at best time, we completely get rid of the 250s. So okay. Eric Desmus, he swam a two flying at like 141 in a jacket suit. And um, so we got, we've never had this from the 250s. So I think we swam like five or six 300s. And the way it works, we have three people per lane and you go in heats. So the first heat will go, you'll swim, and then you'll sit on the wall for like six minutes or so, and okay. you'll do it again. And it's like a three-hour practice. And so you'll descend through it. So I swam like the, you swam the 300s, the 200s, we pulled the 150s, kicked the 100s, swam the 50s with fins. And what's really special about the 25s is the seniors get out first. So you'll swim 25, swim like 425, the seniors get out. And they come and cheer, and you swim a couple more, and the juniors get out. And then the, the sophomores and freshmen will swim, and then the sophomores get out. So it's just the freshman guys. It's then the freshman girls get out, and then it's just the freshman guys. And then the freshman guys will swim, and the freshman guys get out one at a time. And this and the 25 intervals are descending. So none of them are on interval. They're all, like, on a whistle. So when you're swimming the 25s, um, the, the intervals are getting tighter and tighter, so you have less time on the wall. And they're all no-breath 25s. <laughs> and so you go until there's one person left. And the one person left was me. And I remember the whole team around my lane with Dino and Bobby on the other end. And I was doing these 25s no air after a three and a half hour long practice. And it was a really memorable experience just because I, I think I did like four or five um, before they told me to get out. So, How do they, wow, killing hogs. That's, that, that sounds pretty epic. How, how do they decide like which of the freshmen guys get out? It's mainly by if you're dying or not. So like the couple of the the couple of the sprinter, like the low aerobic guy or the yeah, low aerobic guys will get out first and then we'll kind of just let people go out and based on how fast you're swimming and it just kinda of depends on the coach's preference. Gotcha. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um so where let's let's transition a little. You you mentioned that you live pretty close to the mountains in North Carolina. Are you from North Carolina originally? I am. Okay. Yeah. Hickory, North Carolina. All right. So, yeah, tell me about tell me about your hobbies outside of swimming. So Hickory's a pretty small town. Um, not really too much to do here. So the Appalachian Mountains are about an hour to an hour and a half away from where I live. So growing up, I was in the Boy Scouts. Um, and actually, I had an Eagle Scout. And I think I got that like when I was younger, like 16 or so. And so from there, that kind of instilled this love of nature, I would say. So I've been trying, especially during this quarantine, since everything like like movies and stuff are closed, even I've been trying to find a lot of things to do outside. So 
almost every weekend I've been going up to the mountains and hiking with friends or going fishing or just stuff like that where I can be outside and not have to go to the movies or go to the mall to be entertained. <laughs> yeah. Did, t- t- tell me about the quarantine. I know um, you guys, I think you guys went home pretty early after, you know, every NCs were canceled. Um, what were you able to swim or are you able to swim now? Yeah, I, um, after NCAAs got canceled, um, we all went home pretty quickly afterwards. Um, and then I ended up, everything kind of shut down here for about two months to a month and a half. Um, and then, well, thank, thankfully, our YMCA opened up just the pool. So in North Carolina, um, they allowed pools to open, but not gyms. And since it was a gym and a pool, we didn't really know what was going to happen. But they managed just to let the pool part open. And our pool, we at our YMCA, we have a eight lane and 25 yard pool indoors and an eight line 50 meter pool outdoors. So we have both. Wow. Really nice. So we swam short course for, let me see, about three weeks or so. Um, after about taking a month off, month or two months off, excuse me. And ever since then I've been a hundred percent outdoor long course, which yeah. is really, really nice. Dude. I love YMCAs. They're so nice. <laughs> they are. Um, so when you were out of the pool, uh, were you staying active at all? Did you just totally take two months off? No, the coaches um, have been really good about giving us workouts and stuff. So there's a Google Google Sheets that's probably 40-some pages long, <laughs> like biking workouts, running workouts, abs. Um, we still do abs every day, um, different things you can do, dry land. Um, I try to bike you know, like 20 miles a day, like 10 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon during those two-month period. Um, I said abs every day, pull-ups, bodyweight exercises. And I've been really lucky. My neighbor has an in-home gym in his basement. So every Tuesday, Thursday, I'll go over there. Or, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, I'll go over there and lift, which is really nice. That, sound, that sounds like a great setup. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Um, but I'm, I'm missing NC State and the coaches and the family there. Yeah, that, I mean, certainly makes sense. Are you – is – is the plan for NC State to, to head back to school fairly soon? Yeah. Some people are already there. Our school starts the 10th. Okay. Um, so I'm moving back in, I think, this, the 8th. Um, so once everyone gets there, we're going to have to get a COVID test. Um, we don't know how training's going to work quite yet, um, but we kinda, we're going we're gonna to be able to swim. I think our, I think our pool opens the 10th. Um, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's, the, uh, that's at least what they've been saying. So we'll get back and hopefully get a normal training schedule or swimming in our pool before our season starts. Gotcha. That's, that seems positive for sure. Um, as it, in terms of getting outdoors, hiking has, what's, what's been one of your favorites that you've done recently? Yeah. I hiked the profile trail of grandfather mountain. It's four miles straight up a mountain. And then <laughs> this beautiful view of like, I don't know if you've ever been, but grandfather mountain, it's um it's one of the more iconic mountains in North Carolina. And it has the face of a, if you look, it's got a, a rough face of an old older man. You can with a beard and a nose. And so you're hiking up this mountain and it's like just the sheer just rock face. And then you get to the top and you can see, um, you can see like the face and stuff. And it's really cool. It was, it was a, it was a very strenuous hike, but it was really fun. Yeah. So, so that's like a, what, eight, 10 mile hike round trip. Yeah. It was like eight miles. I think it's like the profile views like half, like halfway up the mat, halfway up the trail. And then you can hike to the very top. Um, and you're, you're on, you're on one of the highest mountains in North Carolina. You can just look and see like a 360 degree view of all the, of all the Appalachian mountains and stuff, which is really cool. 
That's that is pretty awesome. That, that sounds super pretty. I'm I'm a little bit jealous. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so to, Ross, to ramp to wrap this conversation up, moving forward, um, you know, a lot of uncertainty. But do you have any goals for yourself in the next couple of weeks once you get back to NC State? Um, you know, what's what's your life going to look like moving forward a little bit? Life living life. Well, what my life's going to look like moving forward? I think. My biggest goal right now is Olympics, Olympic trials, because that's really the only meet that's set in stone right now. We really don't know. Our season kind of up in the air right now, as is everyone's. And the only meet we know for sure is happening is Olympic trials. So I think I'm going to go into this season with that being my, my main goal, is to make myself as ready as I can for that meet. Um, and just to get back and be a leader on the team, bring back good energy, especially with the distance group. Because I think our distance group just got, we got upgraded, so we're gonna have even better training group than last year. Even though it's gonna be different, I think we're gonna be great. Um, so I think it'll be good. Yeah. Well, Ross, awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Well, thank you for inviting me on here. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.